got a notification. Just got a notification that we went live? Really? No way. Not us. From, from YouTube. From YouTube that we went live? Nah, YouTube doesn't know right? us. No. Right? Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Today is episode 34? Yes. We're at episode 34? Man, we're going to hit a year pretty soon, John. What are we going to do for our year anniversary? Uh, I don't know. Depends on when it runs. Let's be honest. <laughs> really. Guys, if you notice, we've been changing up the podcast a bit. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more streaming live on Twitch and hanging out more with everybody. Um, and just something we want to do. So I'm going to be keeping a track. i got to look at the computer every so often, but I'm also going to be looking at things over here. Um, so if you see me going back and forth, it's Cassie's fault, not mine. Um, other than that, um, welcome. And if you're brand new to our Twitch feed, that's even better. Uh, and if you like us, get the like button the follow button and you can have us and chill with us all anytime i want boom boom shaka laka 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 um so today's episode we're going to talk about what john board games board games we do board games we do board games who does yes. board games i don't do board games so we're talking about what we look for in a new game and yes. and this week we're talking about what we look for in a new board game or any board game, really. It doesn't have to be new, I guess. <laughs> new to you. New to me. Yep. New to somebody. All right. So that's, that's what our subject's going to be today. Of course, we always go off topic. Um, but before we do that, <laughs> let's go with our tradition. Kathy, what are you drinking today? I am drinking the, the Kraken and uh, Diet Coke. Ooh. You're really hitting it hard tonight. Are you upset with something? You just want to get shit-faced. Um... I just like it. <laughs> also, I'm drinking coffee. Of course. Wouldn't be Kathy if you weren't drinking coffee. John, what's your uh, poison for today? Uh, I'm actually drinking Mountain Dew Whiteout because it is the best Mountain Dew. And I have a shot of uh, Loconut to start off after I had finished my uh, apple juice here. Is it uh, Summer's Be Hard Apple Cider, which is very good and tastes like apple juice, but it's alcoholic. Barely. Barely. What's the percentage on that? 4.5. 4.5? That's not too bad. That's like, that's like an Oklahoma beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today... Come on. <laughs> Go on what? Oklahoma beer, Jesus. Color <laughs> high watermelon? Is that like a, a liquor? That, that sounds tasty. <laughs> uh, today, I'm going to be drinking, since I went to the liquor store, I'm going to be drinking a Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Because you know me and my stouts and my porters. Um, so, um, we just had recently had a passing, didn't we, John? Uh, someone famous passed away. Vern Troyer? What? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Vern Troyer died, uh, yesterday? Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Gonzo was talking about, because yeah. we did Arlie Army last week, but... Yeah, yeah. Mini-me. Yeah, mini-me. Yeah. Vern Troyer yeah. passed. Passed away. Unfortunately, um, it seems the way that, uh, those, uh, those guys do, mm -hmm. with, you know, condition like him, they... They don't live long, unfortunately. So, um, thanks for coming. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, more kids' juice. Oh, hey, Congo joined us. Congo! I almost Wait, forgot about today. Could, how can you forget about today's chat? All right, we're going to switch over the painting cam. Um, and it's going to be a new one. So, let me know what you new think. New yeah? painting cam. New yeah. painting cam. 
Um, oh, that's oh right. yeah. Gary Anderson from Night Court. Yep. He, uh, oh, yeah. This week too. Yeah, that's right. I uh, drink I for him too. Think about him because I don't. I never watched Night Court. Oh, I loved Night Court back in the day. But yeah. All right. That's actually the first person that uh, not brushhead Dave was like. I actually am sad. Normally, <laughs> D doesn't. I mean, he's not like rudely not giving a shit. But it's like I don't really care. I mean, it's bad, but I don't protect him. But that's the first one. He's like, I'm a little sad. Here. Was Saturday's uh, paint that I did? He uh, turned out pretty good. This is gonna be the yeah. Vader I keep. I did gloss his helmet and gloss a few extra pieces. Oh yeah, uh, that that makes a world of difference, dude. It is. Yeah. I like your object source lighting that you did on this one. Yeah, yeah this one I think turned out a little bit better. It looks very good. Uh, my camera's not in focus, so I'm gonna have to fix that camera on focus. Um, but turn that in today, guys. Uh, I'm gonna paint. Uh, if you notice, I, I went and bought a creature caster. I went and bought the Lord of Slaughter, and they gave us these dials. And I'm going to paint up that dial. And eventually, when I finish it, I'll give it away on the podcast. Don't know which day, but I definitely will give it away. Oh. Boom, chakalaka. I'm going to work on this camera because that definitely not in focus, and I don't like that. Uh, actually, I think the dial is actually more in focus than Vader was. Is it? Let me see. Keep an it eye is on when it it's me. sitting on the palette. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably just, it's focused on the lines, and it should be focused maybe be. a little bit above because you're going to be holding it, but I don't know if you can find control like that. All right. There okay. is a control. Uh, you turn off the autofocus, and there's a slider. Yeah. I've got the slider on here, so we're going to be trying to get that. So let me try to autofocus that. I, yeah, because I try to focus it on just the right above. All right. That's possible. That looks good. Pretty well groomed for a lid. You like my hair? My styling and profiling hair? Uh-huh. You're very profiling. That's because I'm styling. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to paint this Down up today. So I'm going to try to uh, get this done. I'll give it away on one of the streams. Uh, I did take it and magnetize it, as you can see. Uh, and I oh. did it gonzo style. I took the cap from a beer bottle, cut it out. Glued it to the center so it's metal on both sides, so it will stick on both sides of it. That way you can use both sides and not worry about it falling. Booyah! Awesome. Yeah. I've been guyvered that shit. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I mean, and this is a cool kind of accoutrement I love about stuff. You know, sometimes you need to keep track of turns or and the one side victory points, and that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Haven't seen enough 40k 40k games recently where it's like. You know, dice everywhere. I'm like, which one are your victory points? I know I'm just watching, but they're like, uh, it's that one. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, frame rates may be a little bit choppy. I'm going to be uh, changing up things and making sure things are working, guys. So give us a bit. It's all a work in progress, but we appreciate any feedback. Got one, one viewer on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's me. It's, it, it's me. Is it you? I'm watching. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm watching the chat room there, too. Oh. So, well, we get we no, can get the YouTube there. chat, so we don't have to worry about the YouTube chat. We get that no problem. Yeah, well, I want to be there to you know comment and, and reply to them because you know you can comment and reply to them on here too. It's only polite. Yeah, come on. Uh, and right, I, so. if you're watching Facebook, guys, we are not monitoring uh, the Facebook chat on Twitch, but John is monitoring it on the uh, Facebook completely. So if you're watching on Facebook, please come over to Twitch. It helps us out a lot. Um. It would be which, greatly which appreciated. Which is our preferred, uh, preferred uh, streaming format. But, and, uh, and it's free to make an account on Twitch. 
So, so if yep. that helps. All right. So let's get on our topic. Why or what do we want in our board games and why do we want them and what makes us want to play them? Yeah, what do we look for in a board game when we're, we're looking to buy a, or get into a board game? Would you like to start us out with that, John? Oof. Well, as probably, I mean, Gonzo and I would have to fight for the least board games played in a calendar year, I'm sure. No. No? No, I don't. Hands down? I, I, yeah, I have like 100 plus board games. Well, then you can you can start us out, John, with your five minutes of uh, right. uh, I, I talking about um, Scrabble or whatever. <laughs> Scrabble? <laughs> I don't play Scrabble anymore. Anymore. Come on. Uh, hey, Crimson. Look, I look for in a board game. Uh, to me, the most important thing, if I'm looking to pick it up, is got to play at a reasonably quick level. Um, because I don't want an all-day affair. I mean, I'm an old-school board gamer. From back in the day, I played a metric shit ton of advanced civilization and Axis and Allies and all, and that's not what I want from a game anymore. I don't want to be there forever playing a game. I mean, no more there are some six, eight, ten-hour games. And, and I'll play those games if we schedule them, but I, I'm not going to buy a game like that because that's not what I want. Is it because you're getting old, or is it just your it, taste? Oh, it can't be because I, it's getting old. It's because it's not going to get enough play for me. Gotcha. I, I have a copy of Lord of the Rings Risk that I won at a holiday Christmas party in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I still no. have never played it. Why? Don't bother. Don't bother. We have that. Big disappointment. You're killing the resale value, Kathy. I, I don't care. <laughs> He's I'm trying to put it on eBay after this. If I haven't resold it by now, I'm not going to. But yeah. yeah. So, But I'm looking for something you know, quick to play. So, you know, I pick up little stuff like I've got over here uh, behind me. You can see I'll bring it over here. I have Timeline. I don't know if you guys have played, but it's a simple sort of card. It's it's less board game, but I wouldn't call it a card game, so it's going to classify as a board game. Yeah. And it's just simple, you know, slotting things where they go in the timeline, uh, whereas old guys have an advantage because we, we remember things. Like we were... Such came out. Yeah, like, but, but uh, Kathy would have the prehistoric era figured out pretty easily when she would beat us on that one. Damn. I don't understand that at all. Hashtag shots <laughs> But... So, it's a quick, simple game. That's the kind of thing I love. Or stuff like Kittens in a Blender, or Nuts, or Poo. All those sort of simple games. <laughs> you just quite did. a list. Have you played Kittens in a Blender, Nuts, or Poo? I have played uh, Kittens in a Blender, and I have played Poo. Yeah. But I so, haven't played Nuts. I don't know what that is. Uh, nuts is similar. It's just your, your squirrels throwing nuts at each other. Or collecting oh. nuts. Yeah. It's, All right. Ooh, angry sheep. Yeah, that angry sheep. Yeah, but I, I look for something. Um, it doesn't have to be super simple, but I want something that's quicker more than anything. Uh, I don't want to have all-day games. Uh, if it's smaller, that's also great because I usually put them in a little pack and take them with me. I leave the hardcore board game purchasing to my friends who might play board games more often than me. Um, El Marshall, uh, one of my buddies, he actually plays board games quite a bit more frequently, so he gets the, you know... Uh, Imperial Assault and, you know, uh, Shadows Over Brimstone, stuff like that. Um, I do own a copy of Descent that I won, and it's pretty fun. I haven't bought anything for it, but I can do myself buying something once in a while. We just don't play enough, you know? 
and that, that's sort of the problem. If board games are your focus, you're gonna have a different look at what you're looking for than uh, than me. So someone like maybe Kathy would have a different uh, view of what she's looking for. Maybe. Uh, I did play Descent once, and it was a disappointment to me, but it was partially because I feel like the guy who was, you know, the game master, mm -hmm. you know, who walks you through the dungeon wasn't familiar enough with the rules. Uh, and he was, for some reason, playing it competitively as if it was him against us instead of like him trying to show us a good time playing a game oh well unfortunately the set is set up at the point where it is that is a player trying to win also which is maybe one of the like weird a, things about it yeah that seems like a weird mechanic to throw in it would be cooler if it was just a dm who's just trying to you know show everybody else a good time running them through a dungeon kind of like you know, classic game master. So to be fair, if it was like that, I would never ever play it. I would just run a role playing game. Well, there's that too. So that's that's one of the things I look at. Like I would never have gotten descent for myself, because at that point I would just run a combat heavy role playing game. But it's not a bad game. It's just not uh, yeah. something I get myself. But it does have the bonus of cool models, and that does mean a little bit to me because you know. Being a miniature gamer at this point in my life, a miniature gamer first, I, I do appreciate a cool model, but I also don't want too many. I know it sounds weird, but uh, like I don't no want... zombie side black plague for you then. Uh, well, so that game has a different problem. I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Uh, I wouldn't play zombie side because since myself and most of my friends are miniature gamers first, it is really difficult for us sometimes to turn off strategy and tactics. And you get the, you know, the one side general, which is not how that game is supposed to be played. You know, when one guy's like, oh, you should do this and this. And I've seen some guys play that at the back at the old store and they would do that. And I'd be like, I would never play that game with you, dude. When, I, mean, I can't. When I played at Adepticon, we played mm -hmm. Black Plague. Uh, and, in, you know, it was a bunch of people that I've never played it with. Some of the people I actually knew, uh, but it one of them I didn't know very well, and the other one is a complete stranger who just walked up and was watching us play. And, you know, when a friend of mine had to step away from the game, uh, we invited him to, you know, sit in and take mm -hmm. her spot. Yeah, like you And do. he tried to, to general all of us, you know? <laughs> like, and oh, then lead us around, do and I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, and I'm like, I'm I'm really familiar with original zombie side. I've only played Black Plague a handful of times, so I know some of the rules are different. So I'm over here with the rule book being accused of being, you know, a rules lawyer because I want to just look up a rule to make sure that, you know, it works the way that I think it works. And uh, which I think is funny if anybody, you know, knew me to accuse me of that is hilarious. Um, and also, I was accused of uh, having strategy <laughs> in this game because I was, I was, you know, I, you know, in the group I play with, we all talk about what we're gonna do, what our plan is, and everything, you know. And I might have a suggestion, and I'll say, "What do you think of this?" You know, to whoever's turn it is, and they yay or nay, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
But this guy is just generaling the entire group. And so the guy to my left, it's his turn. And this other guy is telling him what he should do. And I'm like, so, you know, did you have a plan? I asked the guy whose turn it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm just trying to play, you know, well, I'm the middle child, you know. That's my job. I'm I'm mediator between guy who's trying to rule everybody else in the game and the person whose turn it actually is. Yeah, and, and I don't want to like say like that's a specifically zombie side game or is a problem or specifically a board game problem. We have that occasionally in in role playing or whatever. Like I oh absolutely. So that, that's the thing. I, I avoid games where tabletop general is a bigger. I would not purchase a game that tabletop general is a thing because. I even know my own limitations. There are times when it's through no conscious effort of my own, I'm going to try that shit. I'm going to, and then I try and catch myself and be like, no, no, don't do that. Nope. Um, but, so uh, that that's like what I'm looking for. Um, let's table up general. Um, I'm actually more interested, say, in a game like, uh, this sounds weird, like Descent it would be more my style than something like Shadows of Brimstone or Zombicide. Because Descent, at least, it's like there is a guy playing the bad guys, and he's trying to win also. While in those games, there's just it just does X. You know, it's got a program, if you will. Sure. And so that, but the tabletop general in that is much, much stronger. Because if you're tabletop generaling and there's a guy there playing against you, you'd be like, you're telling me what you're going to do, and I, I can <laughs> act against that. So. Ah, oh, that's, that, that's true. But that's kind of me. It's, it's you know, it, and you have to also know your, your group. But... Uh, Let's uh, stop me yammering about it. And, and Kathy, tell me some of the things you look for in uh, board games that you want to get or play. So I actually like the cooperative games. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but it's possible that the group that I play with most often, uh, actually the two groups I play with most often, are good at uh, communicating. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need if you're going to play a cooperative game. When I played uh, Black Plague with these people at Adepticon, at the end, um, they said I won because my character had, like, was furthest along on the, the threat level. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. You guys play that way? Like, like we're just happy, you know, if the humans win at all. And, and if we don't require everybody to survive, I and... You know, the people I play with are more than happy to run out and sacrifice our character if it means that so-and-so gets to run off the board with the, you know, the cans and the water and the bag of rice, mm -hmm. you know, if that's the mission. Um, but these guys were, yeah, and it's a different level of uh, competition in a cooperative game, which confuses me. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> I mean... So... And, and so there are people who don't like zombie side, and it is because of the people that they're playing it with. Yeah, it's not the game. Like, don't ever think it's the game. Uh, a lot of it is sometimes, like I said, you got to know your own limitations. A wise man once said that a man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. So if so, you know I mean, you're going to be trying to tell people what to do because, you know, you have the best strategy ever, um, then don't play that. Exactly. <laughs> But so I also like games that are big, like six player. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I like games that I can just play with Jim, you know, mm -hmm. like so as low as two player. Uh, he and I 
made house rules for Settlers of Catan because they don't have rules for a two-player game. And he and I really liked to just play that, and it, it's it's a pretty short game. We could do best two out of three. Oh, yeah. You absolutely. know, with just two people. Oh, quick throwback to the uh, pre-ramble, which if you know, you're a patron, you get that uh, for free. We talk about Shadespire, which is sort of that similar role where you play two out of three quick board game. Yeah, I think I would really enjoy that if I had a chance to play it. Oh, there's some miniatures to paint. It's 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 a good solid combination of stuff. You just Send can't paint your miniatures. Someone. You can't paint your skeletons red though. If you do that, you're you're wrong. No, you can paint your skeletons every color you want. Wait, wait. Paint <laughs> all of your models. Wait, Gonzo. <laughs> we told you you can't paint your skeletons red. I said you can't paint your skeletons red because that'd be copying me, and you don't want to copy Gonzo. I gave you that idea. I know <laughs> it turned out really well. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my my ruler guys? where uh, Devil Squids was in my local area. He's like, oh, I just started this great paint scheme for my Rulik. And he comes up, and they're almost the exact paint scheme I'd already painted mine. So I'm looking, I'm like, uh, Devil Squid? He's like, what? I'm like, what, my unit? He's like, oh, shit, that's where I got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know. always funny when that happens. Yeah, but don't, don't let that stop you. Paint your stuff every you want. And, yeah. and the nice thing about the model, the, the games with small amount of models, is generally it's not that many models. And it's not like you need to be, like, Golden Demon winning. I mean, I know some people are Golden Demon winning. Yeah. But uh, you don't need to, like, go for that level. You're just like, I just want models that look cool. Yeah. I just want models that I can throw on the board and play. Oh, absolutely. So, so I don't need to, you know, competition paint my, uh, you know, Shadespire or nah. Legion or, you know. Some of, them, some of them might actually, like, some of those models in those games, they're getting good enough. They're like, I really want to paint this model. Oh, there's one. Like, yeah. if I ever started playing, um, what's that game? Soda Pop makes it Super Dungeon Explorer. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. There's a little elf on the wolf. I'm like, that's really cool. That's my style. I would get that and paint that. That's and we had cool. paint. We were really into that until it got too tabletop generally, and we realized that our mind was not going to let us play it right. But we had, we were painting all those things. We are painting up all sorts of weird ways and all. There's cool stuff to have done with miniature games, with board games that have miniatures. Um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to play Super Dungeon Explorer, but I love the models for that. I, I think you'd enjoy it based on, you know, you liking that. I, I don't think you have as big a problem as, as we do locally. Now, you keep on saying tabletop generally. What do you mean by tabletop generally? Because I know some people are going like, what does that mean? Because um, I didn't commit a faux pas this last week, but I did commit a problem when playing a card game. And I'll talk about that after you describe what tabletop generally is. Uh, so tabletop oh. generally is when you, when one person just starts telling everyone what to do with their character. Yeah. Like, like if I know all the rules really well, and I'm saying, John, you should do this because you have this weapon, and and then so-and-so do this, and then blah, 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 do this, and goes around and gives everybody directions for their turn, mm -hmm. and expects everybody to follow, you know, their directions. That's a, the tabletop generaling. Yeah. Or... I mean, they they have other words for it, but basically, yeah. it's the person who tries to take over the game and tell everybody else what they should do because clearly, you know, I know better than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so, the right way to do that, if you find yourself in that, is to not do it. Just make sure to know, like, hey, I know I know this game really well, so ask me questions. They go like, oh, hey, I want to do this. Do you see a way I can do this? That's the right way to do it. Yeah. Or hey, so. if you do this, you can you can get X Y Z, but you know yeah. you, you don't have to. You can or do... or phrasing it like, have you thought about this being an option? I or, mean, it's not like you or, have to, but just you know. Or my favorite is 
why are you doing it this way? Make the make them defend, challenge their position, let them defend their position. Don't tell them what to do, because that's really where like. So even in the times when I can totally uh, disconnect myself and not tabletop general at all, um, you know, I, I try and do it that way so that they're challenging their position. Let them say, oh, I want to do this and this. I'm like, okay, cool, do it. Because I know in a game, uh, another one of the things I look for in a game is strategy and, and that needing to think about what you're doing and planning ahead, you know. Mm-hmm you know, what you want to do. And so it's easy to fall into that trap of planning ahead for everybody else, too. But, you know, resist that impulse. Yeah. Um, so, back back on topic, you said you like uh, big games also, and also two-player games for you and uh, Brain. Yeah, that, that, that me and Jim can do. Yeah, like, uh, Lords of Waterdeep has an expansion, so you can play with six players. Oh, cool. But you can also play with two players, and so does, uh, uh, what's it called? No, I'm drawing a blank. It's from Days of Wonder, Small World. Okay. So, and, and I like that the mechanic of that one is, is interesting, and it reminds me of an, another old, old board game called History of the World, where you have civilizations at the beginning, and they die off and you get a new civilization and that one rises and then dies off and then you get a new civilization uh, and that particular mechanic uh, is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Small worlds and less things I want to play, but... So, yeah, but so. I, I enjoy a complex game. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind if it has a ton of rules. Uh, we played the, the Android game from Fantasy Flight Games that was based off of their Netrunner card game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the universe is really rich. Oh, yeah, it's a cyberpunk it universe. A, it's got a I lot love of... for it, yeah, to be a role-playing game. It, it is. It's called Cyberpunk was... 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, but by the time I was done, like, we spent three hours just reading the rules and making sure we understood, well, sort of understood, the rules before we even started playing the game. The game itself took at least four hours. So that's like seven hours of thinking about Android. Um, it was an interesting game. It was very complex. I enjoyed it, and it really made me want to play a cyberpunk Shadowrun kind of a game, like mm -hmm. playing game afterwards. So yeah, something that involves a lot of thinking and strategy and moving parts, you know, is is something I really like. But it, I also like for it to be balanced. I also like for it to involve me in everybody's turn. Like I'm engaged in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's your turn, I'm not over here looking at my phone. I'm still focused on what's going on in the game. Oh, yeah. Next level, that, that would be high on my game where I'd be looking like, all right. Uh, either it needs to play fast so you're not getting bored. Um, that used to not be a problem before before cell phones were so small and easy to connect to the internet it wasn't really a problem <laughs> but but nowadays people on their phones doing stuff i mean shit that's difficult pet peeve it's... my friends checking their phones and playing phone games during our dnd &D campaign oh, um and then when we're in a fight they're like wait what's going on oh it annoys me yeah i would be like 
No, just no. No. I don't mind if you check it once in a while, like, oh, I got a ding real quick, let me check. Like, so, right. so Norn, Norn has his phone out in front of him, so he sees whatever comes up, but he's all really involved in the game, so it's not really a problem. But that's doubly so for board games, because you... The key to making a game that might take a little bit longer go faster is being aware of what's going on, so you're changing your plan as things change. Like, oh, he moved there, so I need to move there. Oh, he moved yeah. there. All right, yeah. And you hate to have to catch other people up on the what's going on in the game. Yeah. You know, they step away, and they're like, what did I miss? I, too, too many people, I think, have learned playing super easy board games, not like a soldiers where it's like, all right, I brought diplomacy. Oh, good, I brought a bottle of aspirin. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> my God, I brought the bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, man, that's... Oh, we played diplomacy at the college. They frowned upon Jack Daniels in the cafeteria. What? Oh my God, we played Rummy in the cafeteria at college. You know, Jen well, Rummy. That well, was we had it. a game. We had a game club in the local community college. So Saturday our, we'd be there. So our game club was Thursday nights, and it was role-playing game exclusive. Mm. Except for we get together in the cafeteria and play cards. Yeah. So yeah. So. I do agree. Something fast-paced. Didn't really think of that. Uh, or just not slow. I don't want to say fast-paced. It's got to be not too much time between turns. And yeah. for well, something... In, you're involved. You're mentally engaged during the whole thing instead of, you know, like the Firefly game. You know, once it's not my turn, I just have to wait for everybody else to get done with their turn before it gets around to me again. And I'm like, da 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 I only have to pay attention till the guy right before me goes then i'm like oh he's going let me start looking yeah and, and that is i mean it's a good game overall but it's, it's yeah, not it's, for me i can't yeah I, yeah not so much so and then it's the like, other what were you going to say i was going to say uh the board games where they uh the board reveals itself bit by bit you know like mm. uh betrayal at house on the hill oh yeah yeah that one's super legit that one's super yeah. fun um, um so yeah those are those are kind of the the things that i look for in uh in board games you know if i have my choice i like i like long and complex but it needs to keep me engaged during everybody's turn you know so i'm not compelled to check my phone for you know the latest facebook gossip yeah no doubt that's uh i mean Facebook away. Now I understand. You can check it once in a while, but Facebook away. And actually, to be fair, there are sometimes people take it out when, um, let's say role playing for example, when it's not their turn and they shouldn't know what's going on. That's fine, you know, and those kind of things. Um, like if you had some sort of game where you know you're not really involved and don't need to be involved, as long as you 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 keep track of what you need to keep track of, I don't really care. Yeah, it's just a, you can look at your phone all you want, but when we get into a fight and you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, we'll, we'll then, probably come to that more in the, uh, the role-playing like, episode. Why, why are you even playing? Yeah, we'll, we'll cover things like that in the role-playing, exactly. Yeah, we're, we don't need to cover it all now. I mean, we could, but <laughs> we, don't, we don't have that kind of time. So yeah, everyone, we will actually be covering this for uh, role-playing games, miniature games, like typical miniature games, and maybe even card games, depending on... Uh, what we feel so look for that in the future but uh for now let's keep on board games and let's go to the man with the null and oil uh gonzo see i 
and I know I'm going to catch shit for this from Erica. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm a competitive player. I can yes. play a game for fun, but I'm a, I'm a competitor. I like to win, you know, but I can do it and have fun and et cetera, et cetera. But I will take a game that I know is kind of not supposed to be competitive and just be competitive <laughs> with it. So my, my problem used to be a game, taking a game that wasn't absolutely a war game and making it a war game, i.e., uh, if you guys remember Advanced Civilization, the Avalon Hill game, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, John, this is you, you're making your civilization more advanced. It's not about having your dudes go kill other dudes. We're not playing Risk. Oh, my God. Jim and I just had the discussion. We introduced a new person into our Age of Renaissance, you know, mm -hmm. favorite board game, similar to uh, the Civ game, mm -hmm. um, where you've got, you know, regions and if you control this region you have these commodities etc etc yeah and uh so they've made the mistake of telling this new person it's kind of like risk oh jeez. so this guy every turn would buy all the armies and so everybody else would feel like they had to buy armies too and the game the game took like a million hours and we called it at like 4 a.m and it wasn't even over, and we're like, dude, this guy's never playing with us again. So, for Advanced they explained that it wasn't about war, but I would always see little things like, if I move this dude here, I totally F what he's doing. See, and that's me. Well, that's a whole different thing. But it was like, you know, it's like, what's the first thing you buy, John? Well, pottery, then metalworking, because metalworking equals weapons, and weapons equals war. I do better in combat. <laughs> And see, we Let's were playing, uh, Erica and her roommate and I were playing um, uh, whatever unicorn game that's out. It's like all the exploding kitten games and all the board games that are out. All the quick, easy card games that are out right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pretty much the object of the game was to be the first person to have like seven stable unicorns. I'm like, okay. So got to make sure I stop that person from getting seven stable unicorns. So I was like playing all the cards to stop people and take things from people and get things and, you know, just doing it. And, like, Erica's like, okay, this game's not fun anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean? I've prolonged the game for, you know, another five more turns because XYZ couldn't get, wouldn't win on this turn. And I was like, okay. Yeah, unstable unicorns. I wasn't being a dick. I was playing the game. I was playing to hey, win. If it's in the rules, you know. Yeah, it, and the thing is, it, it was in the rules. There wasn't anything wrong with what I was doing. It was just the fact that they weren't used to someone that's competitive playing. They weren't that's used a, to a gamer. Yeah. That's what it is. They're not... You're looking for a different play experience than they are. Yeah. And that's actually a big thing about board gaming. And I think before you purchase any board game, especially any really expensive ones... You need to sit down and have a hard thought about what kind of gamer you are when you play a board game. And have the thoughts like we're talking about now, what we, what you like in a game, what you don't like in a game, so you don't buy anything. Yeah. You also think about the people that you're most likely going to be playing this game with and how, how they play. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. if you're thoughtful at all. Well, you, you um, want to make sure that they know. Yeah, you, That's actually a bigger thing. That's what I call the gamer social contract where you yeah. someone else start playing a game. You should both know exactly what you're both expecting to get from that game. Yeah, like, if someone introduces me to the new Malifaux player, like, oh, John, here's a new Malifaux player. Help her learn the game and play. I'm like, oh, cool. So I bring stuff, and I teach her stuff. I don't do – I'm not because I don't do the optimal things, but I make sure she sees what's going on and, and, and you know, 
I don't build ultra shenanigan crew. Yeah, well, that, that sure. is, that's a different thing. But, I mean, I'm sitting there playing the game, and I'm making sure these people don't get their unicorns and stealing unicorns and, you know... It actually is really a very... It, it, it's funny, it is actually the same thing, because you're just going to make sure they wanted a good casual game. Correct. And that's not what you were looking for. So you guys started off, unfortunately, you know, apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, you need apples and apples. But this apple, is like apple when I play uh, Kittens in a Blender. Um, the people I play Kittens in a Blender with, and it doesn't matter who I'm playing with, not completely different groups of people... They never want to put the kittens in a blender. Fuck that. And I do, because that's how you win. I will put every it is how you kid. win. I mean, that's that's how game. you win, and then you go apologize to the cats and talk cute to them and scratch their ears if they're into it. I'm allergic to cats. But, but yeah, you're, you don't go and, uh, you know, throw the kittens in a blender, and you don't ever win the game, and it lasts for 8,000 hours. Yeah, but again, because that's Because no one that's... wants to kill the kittens. Well, that's the thing. So you'd be like, alright, that's not a game for you, because you're, you know, subconsciously opposed to killing kittens. You should not buy that game. Yeah, well, that's everybody else, and they all own the game. So, uh, I don't know what that tells they've, you. They have made a strategic <laughs> error in purchasing that game. They should have purchased or inviting a... me to play it. Well, they should have purchased a similar simple game, like, you know, we were talking about Poo or Nuts or something like that. Let's think about all those simple games. You buy them because they're simple, they're easy to play, you just want something quick and dirty while you're waiting for people or, or whatever. You know, that's fine, Just but get the one that appeals to you. You can do a play style. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a game store, so both the game stores with me have huge libraries of board games that are like, hey, just check us out. You, you, you could just come in and play those. We've got done with lunch. Nothing was going on. Didn't want to all go home. Go back to the game store. And we, we played Photosynthesis, which is a game about growing trees. It was super cool. That's one I would consider picking up. It's quick. It's pretty easy to learn. It, it's good for a fair number of players. I mean, and we just got to play it for free because they have an open copy. Yeah. If you have that resource, use that resource. You know, learn about the game before you play it, before you uh, buy it, because you it might not be a good fit for you. Yeah, because, I mean, I, me personally, I like really, really, really long games. Flux is another good one. I saw that Adept. Uh, yeah. Flux is a really good quick and easy card game, too, that you can take. Um, I wanted to give you a suggestion, John, of, of a good game that you could uh, that you could pick up and you could take that you would like, and that's Guillotine. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a card. Do you want to talk about that during card games, or are yeah. we considering it a board game? It, it, it's a, but, but it's the same thing. You mean asshole? <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's just asshole. Yeah, we, but I mean, so we we played the crap out of it, and uh, at the old store, and we had you know office chair we'd bring out for that because she'd have the different types of chairs, and we had like just the footstool with the that you're supposed to stand on, that has like the, the protruding screws. Mm-hmm. You know, the heads of the screws are protruding. The most comfortable chair ever. I mean, that <laughs> that that's a fun game. And see, I like really long board games. Like, I love, you know, Galactic Empire building games, Rune Wars. But I understand that there's a time and a place for those. There's not always a time and a place to play Twilight Imperium. I don't have six or seven <laughs> hours to play Twilight Imperium. No one does. I do. But, I mean, I don't have kids, you know, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, can, I don't have to worry about that type of stuff. But I understand that that game is not for everybody. 
So, I mean, I buy board games based on, you know, okay, who am I going to play with? How many times am I going to play this? Et cetera, et cetera. Because um, I have a game called Patchwork, and it's just a two-player game. It's one I was going to recommend to you, Kathy. Uh, and all it is is you trying to build the best quilt. And it's kind of like a Tetris game in a bit, uh, where you get these tiles and you try to bake the biggest patchwork that you have. Um, and it's actually really good. I really like it. Um, but I see a place for it. I mean, I love all type of games, but if it was up to me and I've got four people and we've got, a you know, six hours to go, I want to play like Twilight Imperium. I want to play those intricate detail games where you got to think about your turns and do things and get things done and stuff like that. Cause it's just the way I like to play. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I understand like, like if I'm going to a convention, like a war machine weekend, everybody brings a card game or two and something's quick and easy. Uh, so, mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, there are certain games I can't stand that everybody loves. Like, I don't like Secret Hitler. I don't like uh, Werewolf. Oh, I can't play Werewolf. I can't. I, like, if I'm a werewolf, everyone knows. Yeah. They just know. There's nothing I can do so that they won't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm no good at that, you know, lying. I, like... In Battlestar Galactica, if I'm a Cylon, I'm good. You know, I can play it like like nobody knows I'm a Cylon. But in Werewolf, if I'm the Werewolf, everyone knows, and they're like Jacques. <laughs> and see. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Werewolf either. Um, I understand people like big party games like that, but I I don't like groups that big. It's unwieldy. It's it's a totally different experience. If there's that many people, just 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 break out into smaller groups and play some games. Yeah. And, and that's sort of my problem. Like, Gonzo likes long games, but in my opinion, if we're that many people together and we're playing a long game, why aren't we just playing a role-playing game? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's certain things that you know, that you well, can play that aren't, but I like... For a role-playing game. Yeah. Fair. But I mean, I like... Thing, but... I like but long yeah. board games. I like long, tactical, hard, challenging board games. Um, I got... I have a guy that won't play Risk with anymore because we had six people with us playing Risk, and we're like... This guy's like, hey, why don't we take and we do double boards? Because we had two risk boards. And he put two risk boards, and it was like an one was an alternate universe or whatever. He just made up some weird rules. <laughs> and uh, you played it the same. And the guy the guy that was sitting next to me says, hey, um, if you leave me alone for three turns uh, and not touch my stuff, you know, you know, we're cool. Can you, you do that? And I won't touch you. You won't touch me for three turns. And I'm like, sure, I'm not going to touch you for three turns. Um, and then when it came to the fourth turn, I wiped him off the board because he left one of his flanks open and I just walked through his entire flank and he's like, what, what, what? I'm like, no, you said not to touch you for three turns. You didn't say not to touch you and not wipe your ass. But I mean, <laughs> you just said, don't attack you for three turns, which is a gentleman's agreement. Um, and so on the fourth turn, I wiped him down to one territory because he left his flank open. I won the game. But I mean, he just like that's just kind of bullshit, and I'm like, no, that's, that's the that's game. The point of the game. That's the point of the yeah. game. And the guy, the guy, I think we're going on 17 years, and he still refuses to play Risk with me. I have friends <laughs> who feel that way about diplomacy because of uh, hard feelings like that, and they still talk about that mm-hmm. game that they played like 25 years ago. If yep. they're upset about getting fucked in diplomacy, then they never played with me because I fuck everyone because it abuses me. Yeah. Well, well it's, I mean, it's, there's games that's what you're supposed are to do. Good at that game, yeah. and some people don't. Well, I mean, it, board games are the biggest example of 
don't hate the player, hate the game. Correct. Because board games, are, it's not like, you know, miniature games. There's no cheese in board games. There are the rules. We follow the rules. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm bringing three queens because I tweaked my army to get three queens in and chess. No, it's not like that. It's, yeah. This is what you can do. Yeah. If, if, if I'm like, legally like, allowed to do it, I'm going to do I it. I tweaked my army to get three queens. That is awesome. No, there are variants to chess, but that's more, That's again, that's more like, you know, it's a board game, but you're getting, it's one of the, sort of a miniature board game at that point. Yeah. Um, if you want, you know, if you want the perfect balance game and none of that, you know, questionable bullshit, you should be playing Go or chess. And that's not Pretty for Pretty much. Those have been around for um, practically and, ever. And there's a reason. Cause yeah. They're yeah. pretty good. Simple, elegant, abstract, uh, full of strategy. And uh, so, and uh, was it uh, some of the guys on uh, our follower on Facebook, uh, John Durham's like, uh, talk about Axis and Allies. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but <clears throat> we don't play Axis and Allies a little earlier because Axis and Allies, the, the original version, is a flawed game. Yeah, sure, yeah. it's cool, it's fun, it's, it's a great, it was a great gateway game, but. <laughs> there is a code for each army of what you should do. And once you figure out the code, it's just dice at that point. And any game, you could just distill the dice. I feel like if I was going to play a game like that that's a war game, I would pick Advanced Squad Leader instead. <laughs> I've played my share of Advanced Squad Leader. Uh, my cousin John has all the Advanced Squad Leader ever. All of it. My friend Dave, we're going over to his house. He's got all of that stuff, too. If if someone's willing to set it up and get it ready, I I have no problem uh, playing it. But it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to play. That's not uh, at the game. Like so individually, the individual you know scenarios. Like I had, I still own the basic squad uh, squad leader box, advanced squad leader box. I'll play the scenarios in there, but I don't want to go to the. I mean, chits everywhere. Holy crap, that game is. It is intense. <laughs> Intense. And my friends have a giant sheet of plexiglass so that they can cover the entire map oh. so that when we have to take a break because it's so long, the cats don't go up on the table and screw everything up. <laughs> Just don't own cats. Yes. Oh, and Congo Don't even well say that, Gonzo. I mean, I'm a dog person, but you can't say that. I just said don't own cats. I didn't say kill the cats. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. So Congo mentions the smaller Axonalis games that play quicker, and that is true. They do play a lot quicker. Um, they're a lot better for understand. But that's, again, you know, if you're looking at a board game to buy, which is sort of the idea of this, is, you know, look, know what you like in a game so you can know what you're looking for. You could you totally ask the guys at the store if you have, uh, like I said before, if you have the ability to test play a game with people or whatever, try it. I mean, there's so much now. I mean, back in the day, you see a board game at the local store, you're like, I'm rolling the dice, I'll buy that. I mean, I had one called, like, Boone 2001 or something I bought. It was okay. I mean, I have one old Avalon Hill called Alpha and Omega box of Spaceship Combat. I mean, it used to be you just buy the games. You go yeah. to a convention or a store that happened to have something, you just buy the games sight unseen. Now well, you I mean, pull out your dating. phone and go on Board Game Geek, like, how's this game? Oh, they think it's okay. Yeah. I was just watching a video on uh, how to play Charterstone, which is, you know, the game we're playing in May. And I'm like, well, maybe I want to be a little familiar with it before I, you know, start out with something I've never done before. That actually um, I... is a great thing I think has happened for the board game now is how to play. What I can't remember who the guy that does that. 
Um, he's got the YouTube channel where he shows everybody how to play every board game. I think that's an amazing thing. I think he's an amazing guy for showing all those. There's a bunch of them. It's actually, there's, I'm really yeah, impressed. There's several people. In fact, when Watch I it played. mentioned that, was when I mentioned that yes. uh, I played uh, Dead of Winter on my Facebook, uh, a friend of mine, rec he posted a link to a, you know, a tutorial on how to play Dead of Winter, which would have been really handy to have for those of us who were just learning the rules, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. Instead of us spending all this time trying to figure this out, we could have just watched this tutorial together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like so I watched uh, uh, I watched uh, you know uh, them play. Uh, what you played for uh, Shadespire. So when my buddy broke it out, I'm like, oh, I have an idea how this works. Uh, yeah. It's really great. Um, like I said, Board Game Geek is great. You can you can look in, get an idea for a game now. Uh, it's so much better. So as long as you know what you like in a game, you have all the tools available to you to make sure you spend your gaming dollars better on games that you're going to enjoy playing. And, and honestly, if I don't enjoy playing a game, uh, I mean, I'll play it for a little bit. Then I'll be like, who likes this game? You, you can have it. We had that, that uh, uh, so Games Workshop at our holiday parties, we would actually, they'd buy a bunch of board games and we'd do, you know, a white elephant with those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one the one girl who's not really much of a gamer, she's, you know, more just, you know, it's a job for her. She got a game. It was uh, Formula Day back before they had Formula D from oh, the U.S. Yep. And I'm like, that's, that's a good game. You're going to enjoy that. Yep. She played it once or twice. She said it was pretty fun, but she gave it to me because I mentioned it. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you got to know what kind of game you like. That's another one I actually do kind of like. That one's just about my right level of wheelhouse. Uh, it's got good expansions. It's good out of the box. It's it's fun. As optional complexity. That's another thing. Is there's so much optional complexity and, and, you know, house rules for stuff. We talked about a couple weeks ago that some of those games, if you just look online and find some stuff, you can find new ways to play it. Even Risk, there's lots of optional rules for Risk. Oh yeah, and the thing is, you can make up rules like we did. Like I said, we had too many players to play Risk, so we mm -hmm. just took two board pieces and put them side by side, you know, top to bottom, and just went, "Hey, alternate universe, everybody plays," and they connect yeah. through Alaska and Russia. Yeah, that sounds really funny. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really good game, but I mean, like I said, it I broke it. <laughs> wow. No Let's man, you were just using know? the rules, and if other people don't understand the rules, that's you know, their fault. kind of on them. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like I said, going back to me, I like a lot of long board games. I like the short board games, but I don't stuff like the easy, and I don't want to call them easy, but the stuff that's you know, werewolf, exploding kittens, you know, stuff that's the just. Fast. Fast, funny stuff. And it's not even fast, funny stuff. There's just nothing to it. I just, I get lucky. I drew this card, I win. Or, you know, Werewolf. And it also depends on who you're playing with, too. Because yeah. Werewolf, you can get people that are just, like, super jerks and dicks about Werewolf. Um, the only one, only one Werewolf game that I ever wish I played was at Gen Con. Um, and what they did is instead of having, like, one Werewolf game, they had, like, 30 Werewolf games going. And they sent people to different colonies. So each group of, like, 20 people... Um, they would send people to other colonies to talk about werewolf and play part and that, and have visitors going to each different town. And it was like a huge, huge, and I go, excuse me. I said, I could see playing that cause that would be fun. But that was, uh, that was a long, long time ago, but 
I don't get, uh, what is that other one? Uh, Love Letters? I don't. Hey, did we just have a bot, like... Yeah, Nightbot just caught... Sorry, Congo, Nightbot apparently doesn't like you saying and you can nuke countries. <laughs> no, they don't like caps. All caps. All yeah, caps. They don't like all caps, so, okay. I'll have to fix that one. Let me fix yeah. that one. Uh, Nightbot is our bot to protect us from stuff, and uh, all caps is one of the things. I will fix that, Congo. Give me a second, and I'll let you type in all caps. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, it's to help us stop from bots, and also Nightbot is our bot for when you want to request music, too, guys. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> I'll fix so, the no-cap thing. So, I mean, like I said, I like, a lot of, I like a lot of board games, but I like the longer ones more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I like the... Well, so I like the, the long ones like that, and then I like the shorter ones, too, because I've got this great little game called Red Shirts, which is not Star Trek at all. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so the idea is to kill off as many red shirts as you can to be the first one with no red shirts on your crew. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny and it's fun and it's short. So, you know, after you've played the really long game and you're waiting for the pizza to arrive, you just throw down with a game of red shirts. And it's fast, the pizza gets there, you eat, and then you go on to the next long game you're playing until like 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, uh, Congo, or whoever did it, was it Congo that did the spam? It was Congo. Congo, hey, give me give me that again, buddy, and make sure it, uh, it, it's worked this time. That's the reason why I like our viewers, they're like, yeah. <laughs> Boom. I should, let's see. Because mods can break it, but it's just one. Um, yeah, because, well, guys, we're going to be setting up. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Um, we're going to be setting up stuff so in case people jump in. We already had one that was an accidental one. But uh, we're just making sure everything's all nice, tight, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, you may accidentally get the, get a soft ban for saying something you don't think is offensive because the, it's a <laughs> bot. It's stupid. Yeah. It's just yeah. trying to help. Just trying to help. In ways we don't like because we appreciate um, inappropriateness. Often, well, yes, our fine. channel is marked as mature, and I'm not talking mature as in False. <laughs> mature language, but definitely immature. not mature. Uh... Immature language, really. Oh, let's the, let's the call it like it is. We're, we're not mature. No, we're definitely no. not mature. No, yeah, it's all immature. No, but uh, the guys, the uh, Nightbot is our bot to also help us with spam filters and also help us with uh, other things. So we're testing that out. And also, like I said, it's also our song request bot. So whenever we do streaming and I am playing music, you can use that. So what else? Um, we only got what, a few more minutes left until we go to media section. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? Um, anybody else? Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't like a lot of board games that have that take a lot of time to set up and tear down. Now, I know that's kind of counterproductive to me saying I like really long board games, but there's some of them that's just way too excessive. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Kathy mentioned the king of that. Twilight Advanced Empire. Squad Leader. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that one. I never played that. Advanced Squad Advanced Leader. Squad Leader, a mm -hmm. timeless classic. It can take a long, long time to set up. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, yeah, if I, mean, I can figure it out, I, I don't have a problem. Like, I know Twilight Imperium takes a long time to set up and stuff. But once you figure it out where everything goes and you know how everything goes, 
You're solid. Oh, that yeah. was how that was how Android was. That Fantasy Flight Games uh, Netrunner and, yes. uh, game. That was one of my first so purchases. Long. From yeah, it, it takes about a good 30 to 45 minutes to set up and then tear down because there's so many pieces and so many things on it. I really liked it, though, the Android. I really liked it. I would love to play it again. Um, it's in my Amazon wish list. Uh, the people I did play it with were were like, oh, my God, this just took way too long to even go through all the rules, let alone to play the game. I never want to do it again. And I'm like, oh. Well, that, yeah, that's not everyone's that's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I I own a copy of Android, and I love the game. It's a lot of fun. It's it's kind of like a uh, you're a Blade Runner, pretty much is what it is. Um, oh, so we, you and I could play it if we lived in the same state. Well, we do. We live in the same United States. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! But you guys are a couple hours to get away. <laughs> A couple. Said I'm begging for it. I don't know. What am I begging for? Oh, for for the game. I think he's because be- yeah. you're begging to get the game. I'm begging for a lot of games, actually. There's a lot of games that I would like to have that you know. This is. I'm working on this. This thing is going to take a lot longer than just a couple of game, a couple of podcasts to get this done. You know, oh, yeah. if you started out black and just dry brush that shit. You'd be done. Yeah, but I didn't want to drive lash it. Uh, I want the grate underneath it because I'm going to take, after the after it dries, I'm going to take a light fog gray to it, which is the primary color, and then I'm going to heavily dry brush it in this ash gray so it'll all stand out. Uh, and then I'm going to take uh, the numbers, and I think I might take the numbers and paint them a little bit different, maybe really put them as a bright white. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this piece after I've dry brushed it and stuff. Thanks, Miles. Have you considered an airbrush? You know what? <laughs> See, now I'm just being a smartass. No, you, you, you well, know what's funny I is, I, I'm used to you being a smartass, and that's a good thing. That's the reason why I love you. He goes, was this even primed first? I had the same thought. It was actually primed. It is the typical, uh, I painted it with this fog gray, and it kind of looks, it's got a blue tint to it. Um, you can't tell. Because uh, the camera, the white is kind of done. Um, uh, the camera's kind of washed out this blue tint in it. But it is a blue tinted gray. Yeah. Because here's the here's the resin from the Prime from another so model. so much just like naked resin. It's funny though. I know. I once painted a bunch of old metal models uh, gray. I primed them gray. And somebody thought they were plastic and went to pick them up and dropped them. Oh. Because they were heavier than they were expecting. Like I'm gonna pull this up, and you can see if you look at the difference between the grays. See how the the you one know, on the bottom has a bluer gray to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's got a light blue gray tint to it. So I'm just trying to get. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. Cause I'm gonna dry brush it with this blue gray again, and then I will dry brush it again with this really white. It's called ash gray. It's got a little bit of black to it. <laughs> wasted a bunch. I have like three bottles of null oil now. And also a gloss one that I was trying for a stormtrooper, which didn't work out so well. Not too bad. So it is eight o'clock, guys. It is time for our media section. John says he has about seven movies he's want to talk about, so we better get started on that. So let me switch oh. over to that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be the well, let me just show you my uh, 
my my ogren flesh before we go. Ooh. This is old old ogren flesh that Citadel wash. Um, and there's condensation on the sides of it. It hasn't been opened in quite some time. Um, and I'm pretty sure that dead animals are in fact rotting inside of it because as anyone remembers those old Citadel washes. Um, holy smokes, did they smell shitty. But let's be honest, they may have smelled bad, but they were game changer for us, uh, us average painters. They were. They did. They did. No, they, I, I love them. I, I was actually working on the phones and customer service when uh, they came out, and that was, I mean, that was you were the like, item I had I, to sell the I'm least. And I'm calling up like, what dead animal was used to make this because it smells literally like rotting flesh, like yeah, real rotting were... flesh, not like the paint rotting flesh. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah, right? Old school. <laughs> yeah, I remember, that's, that's one of my favorites. That was a good yep. color. Oh, and mix it with black and it makes a fantastic gray. Oh, yeah, yeah a little bit of green gray, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, nowadays, you know, with 17 bazillion paint lines, someone made that exact color. I'm sure they made it all. Oh, yeah. Now so, we just uh, make gray out of whatever's on the palette plus white. Movie section. Uh, Gonzo, how many movies do you have to talk about? Um, I only have one movie to talk about because I only watched one movie, but I did watch a couple of um, <laughs> series to this week. Um, Speak really slowly so this segment, uh, you know, goes all the way to 830. <laughs> no, no, I, I have stuff to talk about. It's just not going to be movies I'll be talking about. Not I movies. have a book I can talk about. About so. YouTube stuff, because, I mean, we got to give some love to the YouTubes as well. Oh, right of on. course. So why don't we go, um, I did watch the um, second episode of The Expanse, uh, which if anybody's watching, yeah, you're loving it just as I am, because it's an amazing series. Um I really like the way the series is going. Uh, the special effects are still really, really good. Um, that was a one concern I had about the series last season that we wouldn't get it back because you can tell they spent a lot of money on special mm -hmm. effects, the space scenes, you know, so on and so forth. But so far, I'm really, really liking season two. I'm into it more in season one. It's easier to follow. Um, it's, it's sci-fi without being too crazy sci-fi, unbelievable sci-fi. Minus one part of it. Um, I like watching the space stuff because there's something about watching spaceships that actually fly the way spaceships are supposed to fly. Yeah. Um, because it kind of irks me when you see a spaceship and all of a sudden it's flying straight and then automatically jumps to a 90 degree angle and all it uses was its back thrusters. And you're like, um, yeah, no. it, so. You have to know the physics. As long as they explain yeah. the physics or how they're, what their rules are and they follow, it's okay. But the expanse is really good. Uh, what they call hard sci-fi. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, the, the actual special effects thing is one of the reasons why I'm considering actually purchasing the season again on Amazon, yes. just to support them because it's it's the age-old thing, guys. You don't support what you like, they may stop making what you like. <laughs> yeah, it it actually is really good. I really like everything about it. Uh, the characters are great. Uh, the story is good. Um, it, it's got a lot of characters in it, but there's a lot of good things about the series. Uh, if you like a good sci-fi show and you like good politics and good space combat, uh, Marines and everything, you'll like it. Uh, highly recommend it. 
maybe one shot of Kraken. I did have to watch the recap when it first came back because I totally forgot all that happened. Because, like, I don't remember that happening. Good they did a recap, you know, from season one. Oh, I finished season, well, yeah, season one I did. Uh, I would need a little bit of a recap, but I remember most of it because I sort of went through all of season one reasonably quick, a little bit of a break, then season, the first part of season two, then a little bit of break, then all of season, the rest of season two, and now season three is out. So mm-hmm. I could probably just jump right in, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, if you, if you just got finished with the season, you could jump into it pretty quickly. Yeah. So, so, uh, like I said, one, maybe two shots of Kraken if it's not your thing, but definitely worth it. Kathy, what do you, what book did you read? Uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I read it once upon a time when it first came out. And so I'm revisiting it because my memory doesn't retain shit. And I don't remember anything about it. So it's almost like reading it for the first time. Uh, there are so many things that I just don't remember. And then there's other things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So I wanted to reread it uh, before I watch it on Hulu. I really, 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 really liked uh, American Gods when I first read it. I read it over, uh, I just got out on summer break and I was reading it. And we had a really cool beginning of summer break and I read it on the back porch. And that was a really good read. Um, what, are my, what are my top novels? Just because it's so cool. Um, definitely, if you're going to watch, when you watch the TV series, just remember it's based on it. It's not 100% you know, complete from the book. Uh, they do some Hollywoodizing up and they, you know, add some extra stuff, but what they add is really, really good. You kind of have to Hollywoodize it if you want to get those, uh, eyeballs that aren't the people who, uh, who read Neil Gaiman or who read fantasy or urban fantasy. It, it, um, the one thing I really like about the, about the TV show is the TV show starts off. Uh, with something that's not in the book, and it's kind of like something to set off the episode. And it, I'm gonna tell anybody if you don't want to watch the movie, you gotta watch the beginning part of the episode where they use a Nazi. Uh, how do you pronounce it? a Nazi? The uh, African spider god, or whatever her name is, or his, or whatever it is. A Nazi. A Nazi, yeah. And the beginning scene of that where the slaves are in the ship. Oh my gosh, that watching that scene, you just you, you, you finish that with episode and all you gotta do is go fuck. And it's just truthful. It's definitely uh a well worth it. The T V series is amazing. I I'm I've gotta try to find out season two because I don't have that channel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I also need to reread Good Omens. Also by Neil Gaiman. I'm pretty much going through back through my Neil Gaiman library. Uh, I did already reread uh, Neverwhere, mm-hmm. uh, and then they did a uh, a radio uh, play of it on BBC Four. Oh, that's cool! And and that was amazing. They skipped over a few parts that were in the book, but it was still amazing. And the voices they got, I think they actually had. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as the Angel Islington. Yes. But uh, that's so much fun. I love that book. I mean, I'm not, I've never been to London, but, you know, it, 
I think if I had, it might actually be even more meaningful. But it did cause me to go to the Googles and look up a bunch of different places and stuff. Even reading American Gods, I'm only like a fifth of the way through the book right now because I started it two nights ago. And uh, and there's a reference to Nottaman Town. So the town that he ends up having his first dinner after he gets out of jail is called Nottaman. N-O-T-T-U-M-U-N, I think. Anyways, so there's a band, a local Minnesota band called the Flash Girls uh, that did a version of that song. And apparently it's like a folk song. So I Googled it, you know, because I wanted to read the lyrics and see, you know, because, you know, Neil Gaiman ties in some weird references into his books. Yes, he does. Yep. And, uh... And Nottaman Town is a very nonsensical uh, kind of a place. And definitely Googling some of the things that he has in his books will yield uh, interesting rabbit holes to go down. Um, you know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to do our giveaway. Guys, if you are in our chat channel and you are not a follower, you need to hit follow now so you can be part of the giveaway. We're giving away some bases and stuff. Um, and by the time John's talking about his first thing, we will do the giveaway and we will show, uh, what we're giving away. Um, and I'll have that set up. Make sure you hit follow on Twitch so you can be part of this. It's going to be a quick and easy one. We are going to be setting up a way for us to do giveaways without having to do the dice roll or be silly. I have that set up. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, and remember, uh, if you're following, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, you got a little time to jump over and follow us on Twitch to uh, get entered. Yeah. So you got to got to go do that. Um, so we're gonna wait. By the time John's, uh, no, Tin Man, you're still good. Make sure you hit follow. Make sure uh, you're part of the drawing. We're gonna do it easy today and quick. Just looking for followers, because uh, we are gonna be trying to get our Twitch uh, partner. We you know we're real far behind and everything, but we're gonna be working on it. Yeah. Um, other than that, John, what is your first thing? So by the time it's done, John, make sure you hit follow. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I didn't watch anything this week. Still getting into the hang of uh, working again, getting my schedule, figuring out where I'm going and all that. Crazy weekend edition. But uh, I do watch a metric shit ton of uh, of uh, YouTube. Uh, oh, thanks for the subscription, Tim, man. That's awesome. Right. He subscribed? Um, yeah, you subscribed. Hooray! Whoa. <laughs> I see your little Im- <laughs> your image in the corner. That's funny. But uh, So uh, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, and I want to shout out a couple of my channels. Uh, uh, I'll start with the one that Gonzo. I don't know if he actually follows him on YouTube yet, but uh, I think he does. Uh, Leo Moricoli, Frog Leap Studios. He does great metal covers of all sorts of songs. It is, his stuff is awesome. He does a great job. He even does other videos where he talks about, you know, the gear he gets, uh, opens his mail. It's, it's a really cool channel to follow. I actually follow him, I actually subscribe to him on Patreon and uh, give him a little bit of money because he does great music and I love supporting great music. Agonzo, would you agree? Yes. Leo, guys, I actually take Leo and I stream Leo a lot whenever I'm painting because I love his covers. Um, even some of the stupid one, like even the Katy Perry stuff, which I can't stand Katy Perry and everything, but his versions of stuff is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, he does great. Um, 
great stuff. His, his videos are very quirky and silly. He's he's super cool. Um, I definitely just checking him out. Uh, it's um, it's good to have in the background see the videos, but there's even one where if you if you follow him on Patreon, if you if you uh, support him on Patreon, you actually get free downloads of all the songs. So I have them all on my computer, so I can listen whenever. It's really cool. Yeah, I highly recommend. Uh, you can talk to Wade of Three. Wade of Three and I were just jamming out to Leo. Um, his version of the wheels on the bus go round and round is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, my favorite, uh, the one that actually got me the first one I heard was uh, the metal version of Everything Is Awesome. Oh, that's a great one too. If you if you can watch his videos, his videos are even oh, better. Yeah, the- the video, yeah, yeah, the video that's super legit. Uh, that and the other one I really like the video of is the uh, what is it? Uh, what the gorilla song he does? Gorilla song. Another one where he he does. Hold on. Another one where he dresses up. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, where he dresses up as the, uh, the 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 bunny and goes through the uh, the the shopping mall. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember the song. It's by the Gorillas, but my brain is not. Uh... Uh, feel good. Yeah, feel good. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, he does feel good. And they asked him he, they, at the end of it. They were like, "How hard was it you to, you know, go in and do this in the thing?" He says, "Guys, kind of walk around your mall filming a video, dressed in a, a suit." And they're like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> I'm like, "Really? I, that would never happen to me." That would never happen in the U.S. But no, I mean, he's uh, he's in somewhere in Scandinavia, Norway. Yes. Go ahead, Kathy. I don't know. I mean, I'd do it. Well, no, no. It would. The mall wouldn't let you. Not that people wouldn't do that in America. It's that the mall wouldn't let you do it in, in the U.S. Well, malls in the U.S. are going downhill. They're closing like crazy. So. Okay. Yeah, well, the era of the mall is done. Yes, it is. So, but that's the first one. Uh, Gonzo, let's do our giveaway, then you can hit another one, then I'll talk about another channel or two. Okay, I'm going to yes, show what we're give giving away. away. We're going to give things away. I'm going to show you the podcast cam. Um, I'm going to show what we're giving away. Um, if you notice, just a bunch of uh, resin base inserts. So this one I got, and it's from Elric's Hobbies. Uh, it's just an oval resin little base. Looks kind of like a lava. Um, three little small base inserts. Um, kind of look like broken tile. Um, Two pre-printed um, resin bases from Privateer Press. Uh, these are the three, the four. They used to be objective markers that you put inside the base, but you could use them for whatever you wanted. And then someone told me these were like really, really awesome to use. They're the Malifaux Graveyard bases. Yeah, they're really uh, yeah. hard to get now because of the old metal uh, base inserts for 30 millimeter uh, round lift base. Yeah. So I heard that they were, you know, super hard to get. So I'm like, I'm not going to use them. So I'm giving them away. Um, so. Uh, we're gonna give this away. Uh, if you are the person chosen, make sure that you um, send us a whisper with your address so we can give it to you as quickly as possible. Um, other than that, how many people we got in there? We got about 20 people. Um, I'm sure what we got four that are uh, junk accounts. I wouldn't say junk accounts. Uh, we got like I would say, three mods, a bot. Uh, yeah, a couple mods. Uh, there's at least one bot. Electric skateboard's a bot, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I haven't seen him do much of anything. All right, so just roll a d20 for me, John, and don't count. Or just you got something that's equivalent to like 16 and lower. Uh, 16 or lower? Sure. Yeah. One second. Hey, Rainer72. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Result 16? 
Yeah, go ahead. All right. Ten. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Solasar. Solasar, if you are there, make sure that you send us a whisper with your address, and we will get you these bases to you as quickly as possible. Um, other than that, congratulations. They'll be coming to you as soon as we can. If Solasar does not give us the address but in a few days, we will have it, and we will draw again. Hopefully Solasar will do it, because I know him. He's supposed to be really cool. Well, what I'll do is, just, just with everyone, I'm going to take a screenshot of... Uh who was here so we can do off who was here at the time for that. Does that sound good, Gonzo? Yeah, well, yeah see, what's, what we're going to do... That like a good idea. Yeah, what we're going to do... I know one person had already backed out, so that's the reason why I had skipped over somebody. Um, no, no worries. Yeah. But I'll just save it and have it, so if you need to ask, I'll just... Yeah. Um, little, uh... And we'll, we'll redraw, and we'll let you know. Um, yeah. What we're going to do next is I've set up the... I'm going to set up a equal and awesome draw. And we're going to have little things we can do to make it a whole lot easier. So John just pushes the button, boom, and we have it all. Uh, so Solazar, make sure you send me a whisper, and I will get you those items to you as quick as possible. Let's get it out for that camera and go back to the media section. New media section. All right, what's your next one? So, um, I'm, my next one, um, I watched, and it's a remake. It's not, okay, I take it back. It's not a remake. It is, um, hold on a second. It is kind of a prequel, but not, because it kind of happens. Anybody remember the old movie Skyline that came out? I know of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, Skyline is a movie where aliens come down and take over, and the movie was horrible. It was com complete trash. So, what do you do when you have a movie that's complete trash? You make another movie based off of it. Um, <laughs> and it's called Beyond Skyline. Uh, Beyond Skyline is kind of... I guess this is not a prequel. It happens pretty much at the very beginning. Um... And it's about what happens when the aliens land in another part. And it looks like it's New York. And they fight all these things. And they get transferred to South Asia for some reason. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, it starts off like your typical thing where you're just sitting there. You know, this guy's got a son that's real bad and always in trouble. And he's got to save him and get them out of trouble and you know they have this troubled relationship with each other but you know they can always you know conquer through it by fighting aliens <laughs> like you do yeah like everybody does yeah so what they did is um the aliens come down and uh the special effects are actually not that bad uh the monsters are not that bad um the creatures don't look so bad you're describing a movie with not that bad. It's not going well because the word good has not come in yet. Come out yet. No, uh, and that's what I'm going with. Um, it's watchable, um, <laughs> but only with many shots of Kraken. Uh, it's actually okay. I'll tell you this: the monster's design was really good. Uh, okay. The plot line was horrible. Um, there was one scene where this lady gets pinned behind this wall where the aliens are facing her and she runs out of bullets and then the two guys stand there and they kill that one alien and they all turn around to 
fight the massive aliens that are coming in and her guns automatically reloaded. She's got bullets back out of thin air and she's killing everything again. Um, it's just, that sounds like bad editing, but yeah, that's, that's, that's... yeah, no, that sounds um, like, uh, it sounds like, like three space herpes out of five, <laughs> <laughs> but the I mean, the, a new, oh, we, we gotta do space herpes instead of shots of Kraken now. That's <laughs> uh, just a call back to last week and anyone missed yeah. that. Uh, and you want some context. Ghosty Ice Pirates. Ghosty Ice Pirates. Amazing movie. I gotta rewatch that. The timeless classic. Um, <laughs> like Casablanca. Yes. It ranks yeah. that right up there with Casablanca. I own both. I put them next to each other on my shelf because I don't care about house but a quarter. Um, but what it was is, um, it, what's weird is the movie goes to be in like an uh, Independence Day movie to Pacific Rim. Because they do have large monster battle scenes uh, in there, and it's just it's kind of throws you off, and you're like, what, what? Um, and you got this New York cop that knows how to shoot bazookas, um, and I'm not talking like you know the rocket pro- rocket propelled grenade type shots. So um, it's I mean, kind of interesting. Haven't we all seen Beverly Hills Cop too? You learned in that movie how to do it. Yeah. Judge Reinhold shows us. I, I see Max and DT no. knows what I'm talking about. Because uh, they talk about the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, apparently it wasn't canceled. No. Uh, the movie's really bad. Uh, but it's funny because at the very end of it, they do a bloopers reel. And so just fast forward to that part and you will have the most fun part of your life. Is it like a cannonball run, uh, you know, type of old school Burt Reynolds bloopers reel? Yes. Uh, we're I like, love those. Need more of those. The Jackie Chan yeah, style. Yeah, the yes. run was actually funny. Well, it was, but mm-hmm. I mean, I still love those kind of blooper reels at the end. That's Pretty like hard. like Jackie Chan's. I don't know. It's just super cool. Yeah, yeah it, it was really good because there were a lot of costume problems. Like um, the aliens that got the aliens that they had were working on walking on those um, backward bent stilts um, oh. and stuff. Which you know, they're, if you walk on those, they're hard. And, like, this guy, this alien would turn the corner and he would just, like, fall underneath himself and crash. And, like, the good guy would walk up to him like, yeah, you're dead now. And then we would walk away. Um, there, I mean, there was plenty of blooper reels at the end that were pretty damn funny. You know, costume problems, just people just saying stupid shit. Um, I don't want to ruin it because it's actually pretty funny, some of this stuff. Um, for shots, of, okay, for how many herpes do you have to have to watch? How many space herpes do you have to watch to watch this? No, how many, uh, it's how many the movie has. Oh, uh, how many, is, okay, how many the movie has? Okay, I would say this movie has probably four out of five space herpes. Four out of five space herpes, very Four good. out of five space herpes. Uh, the blooper reel is definitely worth it. There's some pretty good funny scenes. Um, but it's on Netflix. It's free. It was made December of last year, so... You know, you can go for what you want, but yeah, it's bad. Yeah, if you want to judge it, it's not good, but it wasn't Atlantic Rim bad. Nothing is except Atlantic Rim. Yeah, so um, I definitely suggest watching it with a few shots of liquor in you. (laughs) That's fair. So I think I think Space Harpies is going to be our new uh, thing we need to put in here. Our new rating, (laughs) our new rating system. Yeah. How many space herpes does this movie have? Well, this movie has four out of five space herpes. Four out of five space Pacific herpes. Pacific Rim, 
five out of five space Herb. No. Oh, no, 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 Atlantic, Atlantic Rim. Rim. Oh, I'm sorry, Atlantic Rim. Yeah, Atlantic yeah, Rim. Wrong coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, other than that, that's pretty much all I watched. <laughs> I'm gonna chat real quick about one more channel. Uh, choose the ones, uh, the ones I've been watching. I don't know if any of you guys. Uh, uh, I'm not really much of a cook, but I do watch cooking stuff. Oh yeah. And the one I'm really watching more than anything right now is binging with Babish. Oh, I don't know it. Oh, it's it's super cool. Where he he cooks stuff from uh, media, from like movies or video games or TV shows or something like that. And he, he tries to follow the recipe as they lay out or as he sees it. And then a lot of times he'll go and like, well, let's make it good. <laughs> and it's super cool. He's he's very well spoken. He does a good job. He's very witty. It's it's super fun to watch. The episodes aren't too long, which is great in some of these things. I mean, I, I do like me some something like, you know, like Demolition Ranch, but his episodes are really long and not as bite-sized. But uh, Benjamin's Babbage is really cool. Uh, give him a look. He does a lot of them. He's got probably 70 episodes in, but, you know, since each one's maybe 10 minutes at the most and more likely five to six. Uh, it's a pretty easy watch uh, to get through a bunch of them. And I just sit there and I'll add, like, one to my watch later, go and I'll watch that one, then click on the next one and let it go for a bit, and then add the next one to my watch later. So I'm just watching them in order. It's, uh, it's super cool. Um, and, man, just don't watch it on empty stomach. It's... <laughs> and, and there's John's my deep thought for the day for there's a real big callback for those of you out there. <laughs> my my deep thought of the day is do not watch food videos while you're hungry. What? <laughs> Why not? This morning I was there's there's another one I like. I'm just gonna say it real quick. It's called um Oh what the hell is it called? Why is my brain not working? Can anyone tell me why my brain doesn't work? You've been drinking. Uh I actually didn't. I haven't had what? anything to drink in like fucking an hour and a half. What the hell? Only the apple cider. And that's not even drinking. And one shot, and that shot's not really drinking. Um, (laughs) It's called Worth It. Um, It's on, uh, I forget what channel it's on, uh, because I don't subscribe to the channel because the only thing they put out that I like is called Worth It. Um, Let me find it real quick, because I watched it today before all these videos. Here we go. Uh, BuzzFeed Video does Worth It, where the two guys go and they try the same basic thing three different price points so like this one they did you know like seven dollars faux versus you know uh twenty some dollar faux versus sixty eight dollar faux and they and they go around and just try them at different price points and and it's really interesting to watch them eat all that food just don't do it on an empty stomach Especially something you really like, like if they're doing steak. No, don't don't do an empty stomach. You, you will stop the video. You will go and you will find food. And you'll eat it whether or not you want to. You're just gonna have to. Or w- whether you can afford it or not. You're gonna yeah, drop absolutely. money on a steak. And yeah. now I'm hungry. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. I got leftovers still. I got an empty bowl over here to put more leftovers. Yep, everyone's hungry now. Awesome. Job done. All oh, you yeah, had to so. do was say steak, and I was there. I've got leftover Japanese grill, so like teriyaki. Got leftover yeah, but you live beer. in Maryland, and I live in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I was going to eat it anyway, then I would offer it in. Yeah, I'll come to pizza <laughs> before, but it'll be gone by the time you get here. <laughs> Sorry. So, guys, that is the end of our episode. We're now at 8.30. Um, we want to thank everybody, uh, everybody that's our sponsors. 
definitely uh, Tectonic Craft Studios, which we have some giveaways from him coming up soon. Um, we also have Mechanica Studios, which is doing some graphic design work for us, uh, which we should be able to show off pretty soon. And also Broken Egg Games, which hopefully they did really good at Kingdom Con. Everybody sold a lot of stuff, made a lot of money for them there. Yeah, um, oh, Kathy, I heard they, they announced ReaperCon. I heard it announced. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me look what they did is. Oh, yeah. Nova open. So, um, that's, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, ReaperCon is a, a really a miniatures painting convention. So yeah. if you're into miniature painting a lot and you want to go to a convention that focuses mostly on that, then that's your con. But if you're there to play tabletop war games, then you want to go to your Nova open, you know, and also Dragon Con is the same weekend. So, so. Depends. Where are you? Are you near Atlanta? Are you near Texas? Denton, Texas. I have no idea where Denton, Texas is in Texas. It's a uh, it's it's a suburb of uh, Dallas. Okay, yeah. so near Dallas, Texas, or if you're yeah. near uh, Virginia, um, DC more. If you're more near DC, that sort of depends where you can go. So with that said, episode thirty-four is in the can. We are done. Um, time to poop. Time to poop. <laughs> You mentioned it as, as a kid. Now I feel like I have to poop. All right. So, guys, uh, for Broken, uh, make sure you check out our sponsors and stuff. Um, for more than nice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. Good night. Good night. <laughs>